it's Lo. Hi, I'm Haley, and, and we, we are Wrestling Wind Down. On this week's episode, we're talking about the best matches and moments from Raw, SmackDown, and NXT leading up to Clash of Champions. And of course, we'll be talking about the word on the streets. So grab your glass of wine. We're going in for the three count. Clash of Champions is taking place this Sunday. It doesn't feel like a pay-per-view, does it? Yeah, because we've been so involved in the King of the Ring and, I don't know. Yeah, so they haven't really put a lot of emphasis on Clash of Champions. We did see Stone Cold Steve Austin come out this week and officiate the contract signing between Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman for the Universal Championship that is supposed to be the main event for clash of champions of course a contract signing doesn't go right in wwe we saw aj styles luke gallows and carl anderson the oc come out and interrupt you know it obviously wasn't their business and a brawl broke out initiated by austin and then we saw stone cold stunner from austin to styles which was a good moment i'm glad stone cold was on the show i love stone cold steve austin i've said it before but Does a contract signing ever go right? In the history of World Wrestling Entertainment, have we ever had just a kind and calm contract signing without someone flipping the table? Has anything ever been kind and calm, Lo? They wrestle. Like, of course they're not going to come out here and be like, oh my God, let me sign this little sheet of paper. I feel like only the women, like, actually go in the ring, sign their contract. They might give each other, like, the stank eye, but they don't get in a brawl. Right. Speaking of the women, we had a very highly anticipated match this week between Sasha Banks and Bayley versus Becky Lynch and Charlotte. This was a great match that I was definitely surprised did not main event Raw. I don't know why it didn't, because the main event that was on Raw was trash. Right. This was a great match between the four of them. Of course, we saw at the end they were all together and... It was a great moment. This was definitely worthy of being at Madison Square Garden, which was where Raw took place Mm -hmm. and SmackDown. But I think these women definitely deserve the spotlight in that moment. I think it was such a great match. These four have so much chemistry together, and they've grown up in the ring together. You know, they started out in NXT as the four horsewomen, and now you see them. They've evolved. They've had numerous championship title reigns together and separate. I'm looking forward to seeing the individual matches between these four at Clash of Champions. Yeah. We have Becky Lynch going against Sasha Banks, and then we have Charlotte Flair going against Bayley. And we saw in this match, Sasha and Bayley, how they haven't lost their chemistry together. Like, they still fight so well together. And, you know, after taking that much time away from each other, you would think maybe they would, like, lose their synchronicity. But, no, they didn't. It was amazing. Do you think that Sasha is going to pick up the win over Becky Lynch at Clash of Champions? I mean, personally, I would want her to. But I feel like we need more of a long, drawn-out storyline. We've had her come back in this grand fashion. She's been on Twitter talking about how Vince McMahon pays for her limo, her clothing. And it's like, we need this storyline to keep going. So therefore, I don't think that Sasha's going to get the title, even though I want her to. I think the man is going to hold on to it a little bit longer. I think it'd be cool if Sasha won it, of course. But I don't know if Becky deserves to lose it to someone who really just recently came back after a long hiatus. Like, hmm. I don't know. But I think, you know, we expected the whole Natalia thing to go up a little bit longer. You know, she had yeah. her match with Natalia. She was all up in Natalia's grill. And then 
Now Natalia is facing off against Lacey Evans on matches on Raw, and it's kind of like, what are these two doing? They had another match this week, and again, like, is there a storyline? Like, you know, they've picked up wins against each other, but it's like, where are you going with this? This is one thing that WWE always struggles with, especially in the women's division. Lack of storylines. Character development, even. I mean, they don't know what to do with someone after they're done with the storyline. I feel like they could have done something huge with Natalia. They could have involved her with Becky Lynch. I know that at the last pay-per-view, Becky was like, I'm not your friend, Natalia. But (laughs) I felt like it would have been interesting to see Natalia and Becky Lynch kind of as allies in this situation. Natalia got her ass kicked by Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks said stuff that is extremely inappropriate to Natalia, whether it be storyline or not. Interesting development with Natalia. I will not comment on how I feel about how WWE treats Natalia because that is another story for another day. So again, another week we saw Bailey do double duty on both Raw and SmackDown. So on SmackDown, she defeated Ember Moon via pinfall. It was interesting to see her and how she interacts on both rosters. Like the night before, she had this amazing match with the four horsewomen and then the night after she had this amazing match with ember moon Mm -hmm. then after we saw charlotte flair get involved which i think we were expecting i mean yeah because it's clash of champions they're gonna fight this weekend so of course it's gonna be a little had to make a statement yeah i think it's good that charlotte flair is making a statement and she did definitely say something on twitter i don't remember when she tweeted it but she said heels are for shoes And she's definitely not the good guy. She is the queen. You know how a lot of people are asking, well, is she the heel or the face since Bailey turned heel? And Charlotte, you know, you know. She's the queen. I think that was a good statement. But I don't really want her to win this title back at this point. She always has this title, any title, really. Just every other week it feels like she has it again. I would like to see her mix it up. You know, I feel like they could put her in a tag team kind of get the spotlight off of her when it comes to the singles division Mm -hmm. maybe put her in a tag team with ember moon or someone that we least expect to go for the tag titles there are some interesting things happening in the tag team division right now alexa bliss and nikki cross which are quite the pairing they're tag team champions and they're gonna face off against fire and desire mandy rose and sonya deville clash of champions and they were a little bit dirty on smackdown this week they were rude and they called nikki cross ugly which what like, why are you going to, like, insult someone on how they look? Like, I know it's WWE and they're going to be rude about everything, but I feel like that's just something that they shouldn't bring up. I feel like this has been, like, a huge issue throughout the years with the women's storylines, and a lot of people on Twitter were very upset, obviously, about this because a women's storyline shouldn't involve their looks, it shouldn't involve their body type, it shouldn't yeah. involve stupid shit. And I remember when the whole Nia Jax thing happened with the storyline with her and Alexa Bliss where Alexa Bliss kept on making fun of Nia Jax's weight. That was honestly one of the worst storylines that I have seen in recent history. And this one is kind of following in the same footsteps. I don't understand why we have four talented women and we're going towards the looks aspect of it. It's This isn't Mean Girls. This isn't a reality TV show about looks. Like, this you is would, professional wrestling. You would never see Vince McMahon allow one of the guys to be like, oh my god, I don't want to fight him because he's ugly. Or I he's get that, but that. they... Like, why? That's because not going to be women, in the men's Because they expect line. women to act like that to think oh well you know i relate to her because she said that and so and so and so like stupid gossipy shit. it's like 
We're watching to see these women in the ring perform. We're not worried about what they look like. The men might worry about that. Some of the women might worry about that. Whatever floats your boat. But we're here to focus on the tag team champions. And you're over here calling people ugly. Like, I don't understand why we need to work stupid stuff into the storylines. Well, we don't. I don't know where they are. I don't know. And I know a lot of people don't know either. I think it boils down to there's not enough women on the WWE creative team. Simple as that. If they had half women, half men in a perfect world, that sh- wouldn't have flown. No. Like Some women would have been like, um, Absolutely why? not. Right. So I think it comes down to the creative team. I definitely was disappointed about them bringing in the whole aspect of looks. I hope that doesn't accumulate into their match at Clash of Champions this Sunday because if it is, I will go have a wine break because I don't have time for that sh- I'm going to need a wine break before, just in case it happens. <laughs> just have a little chiller. <laughs> On NXT this week, we saw a really good match between Shayna Baszler and Rhea Ripley. It was a non-title match, but Shayna Baszler picked up the win. They go back and forth the whole time, and of course, Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke got involved. Rhea fights them off the best that she can, but in the end, Shayna did pick up the win. At the end, we saw Rhea hit Shayna with a chair, so she got disqualified, and we saw her sitting there staring at each other like it was crazy, and then she challenged her to a title match. I think this was a great match between the two. People are really looking forward to it because these two athletes are so well-known and they're very tough and rugged and they get down in the ring. And I definitely didn't want Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shavir to get involved. I feel like these two get involved a lot in Shayna's matches and Mm -hmm. it's kind of coming across as Shayna needs help to win and that definitely isn't the case. We've seen how she was way before Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke started to get involved in these matches when Shayna first won the title. So I don't really know why their involvement keeps coming up. I don't know if they're trying to push towards a a four-horsewoman type deal with bringing Ronda Rousey into the mix, which rolling my eyes. I do think it's really, really interesting that Rhea Ripley challenged Shayna for the title, seeing that there is a number one contenders match when NXT goes on the USA Network. As we said last week, it's slated to be Mia Yim versus Yo Shirai versus Bianca Belair to determine who's going to face off against Shayna next. So I don't know if they're going to incorporate Rhea into that and maybe have her face off with the person, which would be stupid, but they might. They might just do that. Or they might have Rhea Ripley go against Shayna based on the first episode of NXT. I don't really know what they have planned. I mean, they are building a good storyline here. Right. Either way, so whatever they do should be interesting. If you still have your bracket... For King of the Ring, I don't know how you still have it because this you week was absolutely future. crazy. I told you, I literally, we can't expect anything from WWE. Expect them to be unpredictable. Yep. This week, it was slated to be Elias versus Chad Gable to determine who would move on to the final round. And it came out, what, Monday night, Tuesday morning, that Elias has suffered an injury, an ankle injury to be exact. And you know who was gracious enough? you know what? They didn't even say who was going to replace him. And people are running wild. They're like, I know who it is. I don't want it to be him. Please, Lord Jesus. And, of course, it's Shane McMahon. Yep. He always makes a way to get into the show. No matter what it is, he will be on the show. And it drives me crazy. And... It drives Kevin Owens as crazy it drives us, which we will get to. But luckily, Shane McMahon did not win. So yes, as you said, Chad Gable did pick up the win. Thank God, because if we saw Shane McMahon as King of the Ring... I would puke. I would roll my eyes until eternity, because 
I'm just, we're tired of seeing him. We're tired of seeing him in these high-profile matches when they have talent capable. They could have put anyone else in this match. Literally anyone. But no, Shane McMahon was like, it has to be me. I'm the only one who could take Elias' spot. So McMahon enlisted Kevin Owens as referee for this match, implying his recent $100,000 fine for attacking Elias could be erased if Kevin did a good job. Obviously, since Shane didn't win, he fired Kevin Owens. And we'll get to why we think he fired Kevin Owens, what we think is going on with Kevin Owens. But I am really looking forward to the final match of King of the Ring, which surprisingly isn't taking place at Clash of Champions, which would kind of make sense. It's taking place on Raw. Because, like, it's the champions of, I don't know, if we put too much thought into it, we're just going to... King of the Ring is considered, like, a title. I mean, I know it doesn't come with a belt, but I feel like it could have been put on the pay-per-view. On the Raw side, we saw Baron Corbin go against Samoa Joe and Ricochet. Baron Corbin ended up picking up the win, which we predicted would probably happen. We thought Joe had a chance. He did very well in the match as well as Ricochet, but Corbin, I think he has a lot of heat going into this match, and a lot of people don't know if they like Baron Corbin or if they do or not, so... He's had so many character changes, so I feel like we're still getting to know him. But I do think he's an effective heel. He has people that really hate him, that really think that he goes to Olive Garden and makes breadsticks. And then he has people that absolutely adore him because he knows how to be a heel. I mean, maybe he's doing an effective job, to be honest. If we don't like him, if we don't like him, he must be doing well. Who do you think is going to win? Baron Corbin versus. Chad Gable. I know you're going to say Baron. Yeah, I'm going to say Baron. I mean, we predicted this weeks ago when we were like, yes, he's I really want win. Chad Gable to win. <laughs> I do. I think Chad Gable is on a streak. We haven't seen him in action and like this in a long time. And I feel like this is his moment. Yeah. People are going to be mad if he wins because they're going to think, well, we wanted Baron Corbin to win. But Chad Gable is a young athlete and I feel like he's just so great in the ring. And this is his moment to shine. I feel like Bear Corbin, he's had his time. He's had championship gold. Chad Gable has had his own gold, his own tag team gold when it comes to NXT and WWE. Please give this man a singles title. Please. I think that if Chad Gable doesn't win in I think this, he'll still get pushed, don't you think? I think so, but this will just like change his whole career mm-hmm. for him. And so if he doesn't win, it's definitely going to be a step back because he won't be as big as he is right now for a while. I don't know if I agree with that or not. I just don't see any other storyline that he's just going to be able to jump right into and be I on the weekly I think he could still shows. go on with Baron Corbin, well, you know? It yeah. depends on how the match goes. If it's a match that is technically like a screw job and Baron Corbin does something dirty, that's the perfect storyline to pick up on. Like, yeah. you cheated me out of King of the Ring. Well, it also depends on what they plan on doing with Baron Corbin after no, he wins. Exactly. So then their storyline would just go nowhere. I think whenever I think about King of the Ring, the one person that always comes to mind is King Booker, which I know is probably before your time. But yeah, I was the child then. <laughs> Booker T was involved in King of the Ring, and he ended up winning, and he changed his persona from Booker T to King Booker. So he had his wife by his side. He had his, you know, his cape and his crown, and he comes to the ring. I remember going to my first Raw event, I saw him there. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, and I feel like that's when I really started to like Booker T. And now Booker T is just Booker T. And I just absolutely adore Booker T. But that's the only time I can think of where King of the Ring has been like something that has gone on. I don't see Baron Corbin going on and having the 
King Booker T moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel like Baron Corbin will do the same thing he did when he won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal at WrestleMania a couple years ago. It'll just be something to put on the screen when he comes yeah. out to the ring. Like, it's this not going to be, be anything different. A crown, though. <sighs> so, there's that. Let's talk about Kevin Owens. Oh, Kevin. So, he got fired this week, and a lot of speculation online. The confusing thing is, ever since he really called out Shane McMahon for being on the weekly shows, they've kind of had this feud together. Like, he's like, if you don't win this, you're going to get fired. So, threatening to fire Kevin Owens isn't anything new to us. But it seems like it actually happened this time. Which is confusing because... I mean, he didn't really have a storyline recently, but other than hating on Shane McMahon. But I heard rumors that he might be moving to NXT. What do you think about that? It was interesting. Kevin Owens got on Twitter and posted this cryptic tweet. He said 14 24 20, and this led a lot of people to speculate that he's moving to NXT since N is the 14th letter of the alphabet, X oh is God. 24th, and T is 20th. And they said, Someone sat there with their book of Roman letters and was like, oh, my God, I know what this means. I hacked the code. I think it's smart. Yeah. I think a lot of people, you know, put their brains together and try to figure this out. I, I mean, I give them A for effort, but people really want Kevin Owens to go back to NXT and team with Undisputed Era. Yeah. And I really don't know. I mean, Kevin Owens has been so good on the main roster. And, yeah, it would be cool to see him with the Undisputed Era, but it's like... Kevin Owens has been on the main roster. You know, he's won championship gold. When NXT moves to the USA Network, they're going to need some bigger stars because, I mean, there's some huge stars on NXT, but since it hasn't been televised, it doesn't have as many viewers. So I could see why they would want Kevin Owens to move over. Yeah, I guess I understand that. The thing is, is that NXT is what it is for a reason. I feel like we've seen a lot of WWE superstars who have been on the main roster Go back down to NXT, like Tyler Breeze and Fandango. They've done stuff recently on NXT, and I feel like it's been well, but I feel like NXT is what it is for a reason. It's superstars that have, you know, been in other organizations before, or they're just starting out. You know, they're 21, 22, just signed a WWE contract. I don't feel like Kevin Owens is really needed in NXT. Like, NXT is what it is because it was on the network, because... They brought in so many superstars that make names for themselves all over the world. I feel like we don't really need to demote someone. Now, if it's someone that isn't being utilized on the roster as much, like EC3 or anyone that's in catering, absolutely, I'm fine with that. But Kevin Owens has been a main part of the roster he's been on for the last couple years when he's been active in WWE. So I really don't see it. I remember when I first started watching, he was, like, one of my favorite wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Just because he was, like, so angry. And I was like, he's a Taurus. I'm a Taurus. We're buddies. <laughs> but seeing him move to NXT wouldn't be the most awful thing in the world just because yeah. it will be on TV. But I do kind of like how NXT used to just be on the network. And people who wanted to watch it would go watch it for new talent. And I feel like it just might be more commercialized now that it has to be two hours and they have to put so much in it. I was thinking that, too, and I think a lot of people have thought that the product is going to change once it goes mainstream, but Triple H has really been adamant that that's, you know, his project. He's not going to change it, and, you know, you still question that, even though that's his word, that once you get on a mainstream platform, things are going to change. I've read that they think NXT is going to be a little bit more scripted now that it's on the actual air, Mm -hmm. and yeah, I worry, but it's probably scripted already, 
And I really don't see it being like a 180 for the NXT roster. I don't yeah. see it watering down the product. So I hope I'm right. I hope that we get the same product that we're getting on the network on the USA Network. But we'll just have to stay tuned and see. I'm crossing my fingers. I think this is such a great opportunity for them yeah. to go from one hour to two hours and be able to showcase the superstars that you've had on the roster as well as the recent signings that they've had, like Austin Theory, so many other superstars. I think it'll be a whole lot of fun. Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to it. Now let's get into our word on the street. Yes, let's. So according to WrestlingInc.com, WWE is planning on changing the way that they do their subscriptions. There's going to now be tiered subscriptions to their network. There's going to be a free one, which is the same free-to-watch videos you would find on WWE.com. Mm-hmm. There's going to be the regular standard one, which is pretty much what I think we all have now from the way they're explaining it, how it's free content with live pay-per-views, on-demand streaming, and original programming. Okay. And then there's going to be a premium one where, in a quote, they said that they're going to super serve the most passionate network subscribers with the premium tier. That'll bring more content, more features, and integrate some of the non-video services like commerce, potentially. Hmm. There's a question mark in the middle of this quote, so I don't know if they know. (laughs) They don't know what's going on. But... It seems like it'll be for the people who love WWE more than they love life itself. Yeah, I I think it's good that they're integrating a tier system. A lot of streaming websites like Hulu and Netflix, they have that now. But I feel like with our nine ninety nine subscription every month on the WWE Network, your first three months or your two first two months are free. I feel like we get a lot of content now. Yeah. You just have to dig for it. They have stuff from WCW. They have these different original content creations that they have, like the car rides, you know, different stuff like that. So I don't know if they're going to be offering all of that plus more. That's what they make it seem like. What the hell else can you have? You have a live performance of Elias performing his whole album. I mean, I'd love to see that, (laughs) but... What else can you offer us? You know, I really don't know, but I'm hoping that they haven't seen how much AEW charges for their pay-per-views and they were inspired and are going to raise everyone's prices. I don't see them raising prices. I think what you said, like where it's going to be free, they'll probably have one for $10, then they'll probably have one for 20 If they have anything more for 20 and you pay in more than $20 much watch wrestling, That's intense. you're serious. Yeah. You're very serious about your sport. Another change is reportedly coming to WWE. WWE is thinking of transitioning back to a two-person commentating booth. According to WrestleVotes, WWE and Fox are set to make a significant change next month. So instead of the typical three-person announce booth we have on Raw, Corey Graves, Renee Young, and Michael Cole, WWE will be returning to a two-person team. Mm. And it will actually impact all shows, not just SmackDown. I wonder why that would make any difference to their shows. I don't know if you really notice on Raw. I'm really like, I like to listen to everything when I'm watching, but it almost feels crowded sometimes. You know, you have Corey Graves, who is like the typical smart ass on the booth. You have Renee, who's trying to, you know, be the woman that she is and stand up for our women and bring calmness to this chaos that we call men. And then you have Michael (laughs) Cole, who is the dad of it all. And... Sometimes it gets crowded. You know, people are talking over each other. People talk over Renee. People talk over Corey. You notice Michael Cole, whenever he talks, everyone listens. Yeah. But that's because he's a veteran. But I 
think it's a good idea, but I think people will definitely be impacted by it. I read a rumor the other day that they're thinking of moving Renee Young off the commentator table and moving mm-hmm. her to a series that they're trying to incorporate with the new Fox network. FS1 weekly show that could mean she would just be exclusive to that, so they'd move her off commentary, which I love Renee Young on commentary. I feel like a lot of people give her shit because, she, you know, she hasn't done commentary before. She's mostly an on-air anchor and interviewer and shit like that. But she's, she's improved. She's doing a good job. And I think that she's made a name for herself, yep. and she's definitely helped women grow and inspire young and old women alike to do whatever you want to do. You know, it doesn't matter what experience you have. As long as you're passionate and you're willing to work, you know, go for it. I feel like Renee Young, she's done such a good job. I love Renee Young so much. I watched her recipe on Instagram the other day, and I'm going to try it. It looked good. But I'm just inspired by her. And I hope they don't move her off commentary. Now, Corey Graves is another story. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> wine in hand. Sip the wine like I would sip the tea. Anyway, we have a huge... Shout out. We do. We were mentioned on Brain Buster Radio by Queen of N.E. Yes. So She gave us the nicest review. It was so sweet of her. It was sweet. And we're going to put it right here for everyone to listen to. You can find this episode on Apple Podcasts. It's called No Particular Angle, 21 Questions. There's this show called Wrestling Wine Down, like wine like drinking wine. And it's hosted by two ladies, Haley and Lo. Every single Saturday, they put out a new show. Just two girls chit-chatting about wrestling. They have such great conversation, content, the quality of their stuff. I mean, they're dedicated. They took promotional photos, like for their Twitter, for their podcast, for all of that stuff. Their nice. logo is really cute um, as well because it's just like a little wrestling ring. But the wind down part of it is like in fancy cursive. It's adorable. It's simple and cute. And that's how I feel about them. It's not a lot of frills. Like it's not a lot of craziness, right? It's just a conversation with these two lovely ladies. And they're not getting talked about enough, I don't think. And I try to listen to as many of them as I possibly can. I'm a little bit behind on their shows right now. But they, to me, in a world of podcasts dominated by guys, they are a bright, shining spot for the ladies. It was a good listen. It's about an hour. I turned it on on my commute this morning. And I almost cried when she said that. I definitely did cry a little bit. And I was like, oh, my God. So it was very great, you know. We're so happy to be in the wrestling podcast community. We've been able to connect with so many individuals all over the world of so many different backgrounds and, you know, different people that love wrestling. Mm -hmm. And I'm just inspired. I'm so glad that we were able to have that shout out. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Wrestling Wind Down. You can find all of our other episodes available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and wherever else you listen to your podcast. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at WWDCast. That is at WWDCAST. Let us know what you thought about the episode. What was your favorite part? We upload episodes every Saturday. Until next time, enjoy your wine and, of course, enjoy your wrestling. Cheers! Cheers.